0: My worth was tied up in how valuable I was to other people. So in other words, I didn't feel like I had value of my own from my perspective. I only had the value that I could bring to other people. So I needed them to need me to prove to myself that I was worthy. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-Step Recovery Fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-Step Fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 184. If you need people to need you, you're codependent. I've been working with a client recently who is a very successful, extremely positive, self-assured woman. She had no fucking idea that she was codependent. When she heard that I helped people with boundaries, it never occurred to her that she should work with me. When I told her some of my story, she still didn't recognize herself in my story of codependence the thing that got her to understand that she was codependent was when I said, you need people to need you. And she was like, holy shit, you're right. I do need people to need me. Now she is the oldest of three children. And when they were really young, they were very poor. Both of her parents worked outside the home and she had to do a lot of caretaking of her younger siblings and has essentially played that role her entire life. They're all in their 40s now and she's still kind of like a mama bear for her younger siblings, even though they're all adults and they're all professionals with college degrees. She's been going through some things with one of her siblings in the last couple of years, and it feels like it's killing her. And she didn't recognize until we started working together that all of the issues that she was having with this sibling boil down to them being enmeshed, which is another way to describe codependence. If you're not familiar with the term enmeshed, I'll link my episode about what that is and how to get out of it in the show notes. It's episode 27. And actually, while I'm saying that, I have three episodes specifically on codependence, so I'll link those in the show notes as well. Now, here's the other thing about this client. She's also a business owner, and she didn't realize that all the difficulties she's had with various clients over the years come down to boundaries. I'm sharing these things because I want to give you some of the words that helped her to understand that it's boundaries that are her problem. The first one I already shared with you, which is you need people to need you. And I came to say that to her because she was describing a situation in her life that was very familiar to me. When I was getting close to hitting my codependent bottom, which I didn't know what it was at the time, this was with my homeless friend, Dan, and I was still in blame mode all the time. I remember thinking about him one day, I can't count on him for anything. And then I thought, wait a minute. Yes, I can. I can count on him to count on me. And honestly, that fucking pissed me off initially, that I couldn't count on him to do anything for me or to follow through on anything he said he'd do. But when I thought about it, I realized, well, let's see, why does he count on me so much? Well, he counts on me because I created that dynamic in our relationship, I came into the relationship as a rescuer, savior, fixer, the one who had all the answers. Also, I had a home and he was homeless. I was letting him stay in my home. I was driving him places, giving him money, giving him food, buying him food. I was letting him take a shower at my house and stuff like that. So I set up that dynamic. He didn't invite himself into my home. I invited him there. So this was an extreme case of codependence. My most codependent relationships were with my romantic partners, though all of my relationships were somewhat codependent, especially the one with my boss of 19 years. Until Dan, however, it was my romantic relationships that were the most codependent. No, don't get me wrong. My relationships with my brothers were codependent. The bulk of my relationships with friends were codependent, many of my colleague relationships were codependent, but where they were the worst, where my codependence was the worst, prior to Dan was in the romantic relationships. And the setup was, I needed them to need me in order to feel like a worthy human being. I needed all these people to need me. And when I look at that objectively, what that tells me is, my worth was tied up in how valuable I was to other people. So in other words, I didn't feel like I had value of my own from my perspective. I only had the value that I could bring to other people. So I needed them to need me to prove to myself that I was worthy. Now, of course, all this was subconscious. None of it was conscious. I wasn't doing it on purpose, and I had to do a lot of work to come to see it and to undo it. Some of the things I'm sharing here, you've heard before about me, if you've been listening for a long time, but I do want to share this one again, because I think it's really important here. When I got into recovery for codependence and started to understand more and more about codependence and about people pleasing and all that stuff, I remember saying to somebody in recovery, I'm starting to see that there's this continuum of helpfulness where on one end you've got kindly, helpful, functional, healthy behavior, and on the other end you have dysfunctional, rescuing, enabling unhealthy manipulative behavior. And it's pretty clear the difference between the two ends of that continuum. It's in the middle where it gets all sort of murky for me. Like, where do you flip over from being unhealthy to healthy or from being rescuing to being just regular helpful? And the woman I asked said, it really depends on your motives. Why are you doing the helpful behavior? Are you doing it so they'll like you Or are you doing it to be helpful? And I was like, no, I'm totally not doing it so they'll like me. I'm doing it to be helpful. But after she asked me that, it sunk in. I really don't remember how long it took, but it did sink in. And I was like, holy shit, I am doing it so they'll like me. And actually, it wasn't even really so that they would like me. It was so they would value me, validate me, so they would think I was nice, generous, kind, or helpful, just basically something good about me. I definitely didn't want people to think I was mean or unkind or unhelpful. That would have been the worst. Now, once I started seeing all that, I was like, oh, shit. I started coming out of denial and really seeing myself for who I was, and that I thought I was nice, when in fact, I was manipulating people by helping them so that they would think good things of me. And I was saying yes to shit I didn't want to say yes to, which is dishonest. So this was all just huge, huge, huge for me. Now back to my client. Here's the other thing about her. Another huge insight she had probably three weeks ago during one of our coaching sessions was that she thought for most of her life, I don't really like people. I'm not really a people person. And she realized, you know, I don't think it's that I don't like people. I think it's that I don't have boundaries. When she'd have a client that would start asking more and more of her, instead of setting a boundary with them and saying something like, this is my rate and these are the hours I've agreed to work with you, she'd just get mad at them and eventually walk away from the relationship and just decide, I just don't really wanna be around people. And she didn't really wanna have conversations with people. Actually, I don't think it was that she didn't want to have conversations with them. It just wasn't an option for her. Now keep in mind, this is someone who's had her own successful business for a number of years. She's worked with some highly successful clients and really helped people grow their businesses fantastically. So the fact that she was unaware that she had these patterns was just absolutely mind-blowing to her. Now, in the event that you are yet another person who has all kinds of boundary issues, but you don't understand that the issues you're having are about boundaries, because that was me too, and you're the person I'm trying to reach, what I'm essentially trying to do is reach out there into the world to find my former self, identify her, and teach her, listen, Your issues have to do with boundaries. Here's the other thing boundaries permeate every single area of our lives. So, if you have boundary issues, you probably have issues with a whole bunch of different areas of your life. And you're not aware of how much your life will get cleaned up when you have boundaries. I think that if 10 years ago, somebody had tried to say, hey, you need help with boundaries, Barb, I wouldn't have even known what they were talking about. That's why I'm telling in detail the kinds of things that I thought and the kinds of things that my client thought, because maybe you'll see yourself in these words, or maybe you will see somebody you know in these words. And if there's somebody that comes to mind when you hear me talking about this, please share this episode with them, but be gentle about it. And if there's something you've heard from this episode that really made the light bulb go off for you, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on Instagram and tag me at Higher Power Coaching. Let me know what that was that you heard that really got through to you this time so that I know to say more of that. I want to wrap this up by saying there are tons of ways I can help you release your codependency and learn how to form healthy boundaries so you can have the freedom of choice in your life like I do and the kind of freedom my client is starting to experience with her sibling and her clients. You could just continue to listen to this podcast. Um, I also have a Spotify playlist that has all of my boundaries episodes on it. This one will be added to that. I also have a page on my website where I have a bunch of free resources on boundaries. That's where the Spotify playlist is linked. And then, of course, I have a whole bunch of paid resources that all links to all that stuff is in the show notes. But whether you have no budget or you have a very large budget or anywhere in between, and whether you have almost no time or you have all time in the world, I can help you change these patterns if you're unsatisfied with them you are not alone. It is possible to change. I am living proof that client is living proof. In fact, all my other clients are living proof that dramatic life change is possible. And here's the thing about learning how to have healthy boundaries. It's like it has this snowball effect because once you start having healthy boundaries, it's like you can't get enough of it. And you're like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. I can't believe it and you start setting more and more boundaries. And then the other thing that happens that's sort of hard to explain, because I don't really understand it myself. When you get better at your boundaries, it's almost like there's this energetic force field that gets created around you, whereby you are able to hold on to your good energy inside that force field, even when there's a bunch of chaos going on around you, and other people's chaotic shit doesn't penetrate into your force field even when there's a bunch of chaos going on around you. You can still be pretty stable. Now, that doesn't mean I don't ever get triggered. Of course I do, but probably 75% of the stuff that just used to send me reeling in the past doesn't even phase me now. My system still stays regulated. Now that last 25%, yeah, that still gets to me, but it does not get to me to the degree that it used to because I'm not walking around shattered all the time the way that I used to. And I'm not walking around with my system deregulated all the time because I have these healthy boundaries. And I have this energetic boundary that has formed around me As a result of setting boundaries with myself and with other people, this can happen for you too. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're gonna love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listen to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.